It's time to fire up the three-cylinder star drive, the show that sputters along, touring a galaxy of pop culture and fanboy fiction. And now, here are your hosts, Richard Coots and Roger Colby. Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Well, we've been away for a little while. Yeah, it's been over a month, so um, happy post-Halloween. <laughs> Here comes the turkey. <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, you need something to do uh, besides, you know, uh, oh, and besides all the stuff going on in the world. We don't want to talk about any of that. Yeah. A lot of bad stuff happening in the world, a lot of crazy stuff happening in the world. But what do you need? You need a good streaming service. Yeah. Is what you need. And you know, now there's so many options. But Richard and I wanted to talk about some some gangbuster shows that appeared uh this fall on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we've been we've been watching these and we've watched them all. And uh, we want to recommend some really good um, HBO Max shows, okay? The first one that I want to talk about is Raised by Wolves. Raised by Wolves is really good. Mm-hmm. It's a Ridley Scott-produced show. Uh-huh. He directed a couple episodes. Yeah. Um, but it's, I don't know if, I think it's based on some books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's based it on is. some books. Yeah. Um, it's a sci-fi show where it's like in the future, and it's um, there's like these this guy who's like an atheist who like program reprograms this uh, android who's like mm-hmm. called a uh, what what is she called a necromancer. A necromancer. I was saying mm-hmm. thinking reaper, but necromancer. Mm-hmm. It's basically made to wipe out atheists, and she has them raise like these embryos of babies up yeah. to be the future of humanity yeah. Yeah. that are free from religious beliefs. And they think that that's what's going to help them, but it does not. And it's a whole thing between, uh, what's it called? Um, it's not called the light. What's it? Oh, Saul. Their God is called Saul. Soul. Soul. Like the sun. S-O-L. Yeah. 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 Um, the thing is, I don't want to give too much away for this for of this show because it does have some reveals that are a little bit uh, a little surprising. Which I was really mm-hmm. right in the very first episode, something happens toward the end, and you're like, "Oh my word, I had no idea!" And um, it does have some great surprises, and also in a weird way, kind of connects to some other um, Ridley Scott lore, like uh, Blade Runner. And um, I mean, in a, in a kind of a sideways way, connects to Blade Runner a little bit, and connects to the Alien trilogy uh, as well. Um, in that, it's 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 got such great storytelling and really great acting on the part of the androids. Mm-hmm. Um, you really believe that they're not human. You, I mean, it's very believable. The the the, the facial expressions, the uh, mannerisms, the way they walk, the way they talk. Um, they are not human. They're very much aliens and are, are very much androids. Now, now here's the thing about this show that I really love is there's a companion podcast for, I think, both two of the shows, at least two of the shows we're going to talk about have mm-hmm. companion podcasts, which I have listened to them both in their entirety. 
and they're worth listening to uh, in, in, in tandem with watching the episodes, okay? So when you watch an episode, go listen to a podcast episode. Um, you don't have to listen to them, but they're really fascinating because the podcasts on the, um, the Raised by Wolves have to do with like artificial intelligence and what we know about artificial intelligence and some of the strides that are being made toward developing it and the, the, the consequences of creating an artificial intelligence. There's a lot of really interesting things that are being explored science fiction-wise and science-wise in Raised by Wolves. And, and um, man, I mean, it's like way far ahead. And Richard just said that these are based on books, so now I'm going to have to go find out what the books are and read them. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, Man, it's such a great story. I want more. I want backstory. And it get, it's getting a second season. Yeah, it's season. getting a second season. Yeah. But um, it does have to do with, there are some thematic stuff in there, like have to do with, you know, religion versus atheism. and. But it's, you know, not, it's not quite cut as dry, cut yeah, dry as that, which is what's heavy. good. It's, it's, it's more complex than that. And mm-hmm. it's not, again, we don't want to give anything away, but I would yeah. say it doesn't really take sides. No. It, it looks at both points of view and and exposes the flaws in both yeah yeah and shows the beauty in both and the beauty yes. and, and it's 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 just really such a great show so well acted the special effects are like stellar I really mean, good so good um you really feel like um this is a real world and um yes it's far in our future plus the the show takes place on Kepler 22b, which is an actual exoplanet. Oh, really? Yeah. No, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's an actual exoplanet. It's one of the first exoplanets discovered by the exoplanet team, or I can't remember who it is. It's a bunch of different um, uh, astronomers that, that found it. Um, and because of Kepler 22b, they've also found a ton other Earth-like, what they think might be Earth-like planets way out in the solar system, way out in the universe, um, in our galaxy, and even in some other galaxies they've found them. And the method that they use to find Kepler 22b are how they're finding these other exoplanets. And these planets are sitting in like butter zones, you know, kind of like Earth sits in a butter zone, which is like the Goldilocks zone, which if it moves any distance toward the sun or away from the sun, life can't exist as we know it. So um, they're finding these planets, and they're, they're surmising that these planets are actually in that butter zone. But then, you know, there's differences in their star, there's differences in their orbit, differences in the density of the planet. What I found out was the Kepler-22b that you see in the movie, or the show, is nowhere near close to the way Kepler-22b is theorized to look. The real Kepler-22b, they believe, has... 40 times the gravity of Earth, for one, okay? And two, it may have a very thick atmosphere that's unbreathable. So um, there are some, a lot of license taken there, but it's kind of cool that they use 22 Kepler B. Look, 20, 24 times... Kepler 22 B. Oh, 24 times the gravity, though, that's... Uh... That's some solid. Uh, that's some. That's some solid training time for Goku there. <laughs> yeah. Turn it up. True. Turn it up to fifty times gravity. <laughs> so uh, the first sane. show that we have to talk about is um, Raised, by, Raised Wolves. by Wolves. 
The second one we want to talk about is Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Oh my gosh, this show is so good. Good. Um, it's based on a book, and I've been meaning to get it from the uh-huh. library. My my local library, uh, just the one I go to, just opened back up, so I'm going to try and check that out now. Yeah. But yeah. we just finished the first season, and they said they're in talks of doing a second season. That has not been confirmed yet. Well, what's but, weird is I don't know how they're going to do it after yeah, that happened. Yeah, but, uh, we, yeah. But I, we don't want to talk about that. No. Um, but how do I describe this show? Okay, it's, let me let me, let me me help you out, Richard. Okay, so if you don't know, H.P. Lovecraft was, a, was an author who lived, uh, a horror writer who lived right around the turn of the century. And the thing about Lovecraft that you have to know is that he wrote this Lovecraftian horror, which basically is that there's these cosmic beings that somehow landed on Earth millions of years ago, and at one time, at one time they ruled the Earth, and uh, we are uh, in this. You know, he believed in uh, you know this evolutionary kind of belief that things evolved over time, but these creatures were here before man evolved. And they basically helped humans evolve on the planet, okay? And that they are the old gods, and they're really, really horrifying, and they are indifferent to us. They don't really care whether we exist or not, um, and they're massive usually or horrific or whatever, and they will destroy you, and they don't even care. They, they, they're completely... But the other thing about, about Lovecraft that, that you must know is that Lovecraft was a raving racist mm-hmm. okay he wrote um some really awful racist literature um about african americans about jews about anybody i mean it was very very um you know, it's like it was like mein Kampf. i mean it was just like really 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 scary and so what's incredible about this show is that it centers around an african-american family who's living in the jim crow south and they are um Having they're basically their uncle goes out to um, continue writing in a green book to tell people safe places they can go in the south that they're accepting that they won't get attacked or you know harassed or whatever. And in that, there is a legacy of this family that is tied to this um, other uh, Caucasian family that's very wealthy. And they're all like warlocks and witches and stuff. And there is this very disgusting kind of, you know, they've been breeding people and they've mm-hmm. been, you know, and and it's just what happens is we see the, the African-American family really like take control of it mm-hmm. and like become the most powerful um characters in the story and it's really centered around them and it's about it's a story about racism it's a story about um you know uh, atrocities that have happened in this country uh with uh, you know um two african-american people um and how that is dealt with in that family you know and how they overcome it and it is and not just overcome it, but there's like the overcoming thing is kind of a cliche, but it's more like just dealing with it in a in a way that's like they come into their own like they feel they find out that they are the most powerful 
Yeah. And it is just so good, man. Yeah. Um, even generalizing a lot of that stuff is giving a bit away. Uh, yeah, but story I mean, wise. not really, but yeah. I mean, it, it's fine. You watch know, it. It's really good. <laughs> It's really dang good. There's multiple stories within it, uh-huh. um, and, and, and they all kind They're, of blend together, and they kind of weave together in a nice it's done tapestry. In, it's like done in chapters is yeah. what it is. And yeah. so there's there's jump jumps in time, mm-hmm. and you know, and it's just a lot of following other characters in the shows, completely different storylines that converge at the end, which is yeah. what which is what all the best serialized shows do. Um, I can tell you that, um, just personally watching this thing, um, I I got to like to. Uh, there's an episode um, that 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 feels really personal to me because because um, I live in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's an episode that has to do with the uh, the Tulsa massacre. Well, um, it it, and, and it, I, I won't, it it well I won't say anything about it other than the episode itself brought me to tears. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just. I was so moved by it um, because of this, not just because of the subject matter, but because of what happens in the in the story is so powerful that I was absolutely moved um, to tears and got chills. Like I was like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" And I I tell everybody I know, and I'm going to say, of the shows we're talking about here, mm. I would say that it's that Lovecraft Country is probably the most important show of all the shows we're going to talk about as you know as for, in my opinion in I, my opinion i think a show that does that um even better talking about um i'm gonna say it the tulsa race riots is yeah. what it was about they they pulled from it in mm-hmm. this it wasn't a direct they weren't pulling the they pulled from it and mm-hmm. used it in their story but they it yeah. wasn't the actual tulsa now Another show that's on HBO Max that you can watch right now is the Watchmen series. Right. And that dealt directly with the Tulsa race riots. It did. In fact, it's crazy because that show brought that to such attention, gave it so much attention to the public that we now here in Oklahoma have had that inserted into Oklahoma history curriculum. Yeah, and here's the thing. Here's the sick thing is that I grew up in Oklahoma, okay? And I went to school in Oklahoma, in public school, and I never heard a word about it in, in Oklahoma history. Not a single word about what happened in Tulsa. Not a single word. And it and it infuriates me that I didn't get that education, and I didn't even learn about it until I was in college. You know, so um, that it, it, it's just unbelievable how things are just wiped out. Mm-hmm. Um, but see it. It's amazing. Um, it, it is absolutely amazing. It's probably the, one of the best shows I think I've ever seen, um, mm. hands down. The next thing we want to talk about is a documentary. The Vow, and it's based <laughs> on the uh, the Nixium cult. Um, and it's basically – there's a filmmaker, Mark Valente, mm-hmm. Valente, and he was part, he got involved in it. And he made that film, that documentary film, uh, What the Bleak Do We Know? Mm-hmm. And that was like, I think that was right before he got involved with this group. But he got deep into it. Mm-hmm. And it was all about him kind of realizing what's going on. His, uh, his girlfriend, mm-hmm. who was like in Star Wars Episode One and stuff, got involved in it. And she started seeing all these cracks. I, it, it's, it's, there's, it's basically all these people that were in it and they have 
all this footage, like yeah. way more footage than you would think that they would have from because, inside this cult. Yeah, because this guy had them make a documentary about him mm-hmm. and, and and make it like – but he he's so, so slippery. The guy like – he makes like uh, all these people um, join this group. They all join this group because they think that he's some kind of guru mm-hmm. and that he knows everything. And then he can tell them how to shed all their, you know, their their problems and stuff and, like, really embrace their problems and realize that pain is life and all this stuff. And, I mean, they really get deep into it. And it reminds me a lot of, like, the Scientology thing. Yeah. It's very, very similar. It's, However, it is a sex cult. It is a sex cult. And here's the thing. It's not, like, a sex cult as – so I saw all these people, like, when this story first broke online with Allison Mack from Smallville. And so mm-hmm. I, I, after this, I can't watch Smallville ever again. I just can't enjoy it. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't. Um, no. But – I saw all these people and like online, just gross people that think they're funny. It's like, oh, a sex cult. How do I join? Blah, blah. Okay, well, this sex cult is all about one guy. Nobody else is having sex. It's all these women in this cult having sex with this one guy, Keith yeah. Raniere. Yeah, Keith Raniere basically um, created this thing and then began to create deeper and deeper levels and more and more secretive levels to where the top secretive level is basically this group of women that brand themselves. Um, or they get branded with his initials, and um, and they are all blackmailed by someone in the group. They send nude pictures of themselves or something, some embarrassing thing that if it got out, they would be ruined. And they use it against them as blackmail to make them do all these slave type things. And they call them slaves. They they actually call them slaves, and they tell their slaves whatever to do, and they'll do whatever they're told. Mm-hmm. And it is it is absolutely horrific and the ending of it is not really resolved i mean i was like watching the whole thing and and we watched them all go you know this guy and you want to look him up uh keith ranieri the jury took what less than an hour or two hours or Mm -hmm. something like that to deliberate to put him away forever i mean the guy is just horrifying well, yeah. he he's still awaiting sentencing. He is awaiting. He's sentencing, awaiting sentencing. So is but the jury Mack. was like, they took just like two hours to and say, yeah, he's good. I thought that was. I thought he was done because you know it's a documentary. Yeah. I thought yeah. nine episodes is done. This is all they got. There was no. so much footage. This is all they got. They just renewed it for a second season. So yeah, like, because holy they're going to have to do the trial. Right, the trial. But I guess they yeah. they probably got a lot more too. And I know there's like a six part one that's on Stars now too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's just um, it's a couple of them, a couple of other people's story. Yeah, like it's their story. Um, it's a documentary that like. Uh, I mean, they they do some scenes, I think, for dramatic effect, mm-hmm. you know, reenactments and yeah. things like that. But it's so compelling. Ninety percent um, of it's just real footage. Oh yeah, ninety yeah. percent is real footage. Yeah. Um, it, it's so compelling, like for a documentary series. Like I've seen several other documentary series, and I got to be honest, a lot of documentary series I can't sit through ten hours or something of it. <laughs> but this is so it's so yeah. compelling, and yeah. it's and they always have like a little hook right at the end of an episode. It's like I got to see more. Yeah. And, yeah. and say say what you will, what that says about society that we watch stuff like horrible stuff like this, and we need and I we feel the disease 
desire to see more. But I also yeah. think we need to educate ourselves about this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it keeps the lesson happening. here is that you know you got to be careful what you listen to, man. Right. Um, you got to be careful what you get yourself into because these people were so wrapped up in it. They thought they were changing the world. Oh yeah, and they literally thought they were changing. And the world. this was and like. Scientology, starting out Scientology, and they it had so much of the same stuff. They're starting, you know, posing as a self-help group, mm-hmm. and then pulling people in, obtaining uh, people with lots of money, like the Seagram heirs, mm-hmm. and getting a lot of legal muscle to behind them to defend yeah. them yeah. in the public side, and pulling in all these uh, Hollywood celebrities into it to to make a name for themselves. You know, Tom Cruise and. <sighs> That kind of thing. They it's so in, incredibly do, similar. It is, and what they do is they get these really powerful people to fund it, and it's expensive to do all the little 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 classes. You know, it's like thirty five hundred bucks for some little ten day thing, and they just keep you know. And what they do is, if you go against them, they ruin your life. Mm-hmm. They come at you with hundreds and millions of lawsuits until you just you're bankrupt. You know, and uh, you don't have anything to. Do. I mean. You can't go to court with them because they're going to ruin you, you know. Um, in, in in comparison, though, if you want to, there's a great documentary on Scientology on HBO, HBO and HBO Max called uh, Going Clear. Yeah. And it also kind of shows you the history and how Scientology started and all that. And it's the, the comparisons are crazy. The similarities are just crazy. Yeah. But this just happened to get nipped in the bud a lot sooner, even though this thing went on for nearly 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do have a fourth one to talk about. And uh, this one felt like a fever dream. Um, but at the same time, it was like, if you're watching it, it's like, oh, there's this beautiful, gosh, this gorgeous field of flowers but there's some impending doom coming. yeah it's it's weird it's called the third day and i it's saw the Jude law yeah and i saw the trailer for this and i'm like what the heck is this about so i just turned it on <laughs> i was like and i still didn't really know much about what it was about in the first episode because they don't really see much but i've never seen a show shot like this it's mm. it's so yeah I don't know how to describe it it's like one of those things you just have to see it's so beautiful and everything, there's like this beautiful field. Like I said this to you, there's there's like a scene where he's just walk, standing in a beautiful field of flowers. And it's one of the most gorgeous shot scenes I've ever seen. But at the same time, there's like this sense of dread. I don't know how he, the guy that did this, I don't know how he filmed it like that. But it's just, it's hard for me to describe it's how you how feel, how it makes me feel. It has a podcast too. It's filmed on an actual island off the coast of England. Yes, OC Island. Yes, and it, there is a real, um, what is it called? The causeway? Yeah. Yeah, the causeway. There's a causeway that only appears a certain time of day because the rest of the time of day, the tide comes in and it's underwater. It was built by the Romans. Yes. And uh, you can you can you can drive across this thing and it kind of winds around. You know, um, on the high ground, on the uh, you know, well, the, I guess the upper levels of the wa- of of the bottom of the ocean or whatever, yeah. and you can just drive across it. But once the tide goes out, once the tide comes in, man, you're stuck. And it's like, I think that was just, I think the creator, I think I watched an interview with with the creator, and he said that that so fascinated him because it's like you get on this island. 
And if you if the tide comes in, you're you're there, and there's nothing you can do. You can't get off. And it's like, what would happen if it was like some kind of weird thing on yeah. the island? I'm not going to talk about it. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, I don't. Man, the writing it, is so. Good. It's really good. And, and just now, if you're if you want answers, and you're waiting for it, you're gonna have to hang in there till at least the end of the third episode. This you is, will. This is a six episode thing. So. Yeah, um, the, there is a deep, deep, rich backstory, okay, that only really starts to reveal itself in the third episode. Um, you see little hints of it, like, all through the first and second episode, but by, like, the third episode is when it's, like, really starts to pour on. And there's only, what? Six I mean, episodes. There's six episodes of this thing, but, man... They need to make a sequel I to hope, it. I hope they make more because they kind of left some threads dangling. They did. And I suppose they could. Um, <laughs> I did. I read several reviews of this, and nobody – a lot of people didn't know what to make of it either. Yeah, it's it, weird. It, it, it's um, – I don't know but what right. other word to use besides visceral. Yeah, yeah. Visually, um, I, I don't I, – you're sitting there watching. Okay, this is this is the thing. I'm watching the very first episode, and I'm not really revealing anything here. But it's like Jude Law, and you see these really high up aerial shots of the car on a road, and then him getting out of the car, and he's talking on the phone, and then you see close-ups of him, and it's fading in and out between him and the background, and and the colors are just um, kind of washed out a bit. And it's just very, um, it's gorgeous. I mean, it, it is, every single shot is just like they set this up and it's like, look at this painting. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, and there's a scene where Jude Law is, this isn't spoiling anything, but there's a part where he's trying to swim to shore, mm-hmm. back to shore from the island. Yeah. And he makes it to the middle and it shows this overhead shot of the causeway. Mm-hmm. And there's just like blue ocean in front of him. Towards mm-hmm. the shore, yeah. the mainland, and behind him, where the sea is, it's like the water is black. And yeah. I don't know if that's intentional, For sure it's or intentional. or if, if if they were if that was just like the rocks uh, of the beach. But no, I understanding, don't know. Understanding what nothing is ever. You have yeah. to think about film as in nothing is ever unintentional. This is a very. It, this tells a lot of story <laughs> through its visuals. Yeah, it does. It's very. It's that kind of show, and it's it's. It is, it is an it is art. It is. This show is art. It's fantastic. Um, and you know what? I I just watched this. I'm like, I'd like to go there. And I kind of <laughs> looked it up. And there's like a website for the place. And it's a private island. You can rent a cottage for a weekend because they only do weekends. Mm-hmm. And it's not much more money than staying in like a four star hotel here in the U S. Yeah. For a whole dang weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, like I'd go there. In like you, yeah, you can rent out like a two Even person. Even if it is kind of creepy. Yeah, you can rent out a per, two person room in a cottage there for like three hundred and eighty two bucks a night for a weekend. That's I three don't days. think, however, Richard, I don't think I could go to sleep in the cottage. <laughs> yeah. I think I would have to stay awake the whole time <laughs> yeah. because of some oh, of the well. stuff that happens in this. There's some creepy stuff in this thing. I mean, just some eerie bizarre behavior it by is, people and you're just like what is going on with these folks if you've seen like um the wicker man it's not mm-hmm. exactly like that but it's kind of it's got that same kind of feel to it 
But unlike Wicker Man, again, this is such a visually yeah, stunning it, it, show. Yeah, Wicker Man is no comparison in visuals. No. That's what yeah, I'm saying. It's, it's it, it looks completely. Night and day. It's the it. I'm saying more of the 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 feel of dread and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that, but yeah, no, not visually. This is. It's just something you gotta watch for yourself, and you need to hang in there. You do hang in there because if don't it, don't let your ADHD get the best of you. Sometimes it drags a little because it's. I think it's because just you know it's made in England. And so it's a different sensibility. I didn't really think it dragged. I think that was more like it, it it's a slow it's, it's a, a slow, slow burn. burn, yeah. It's a slow burn. It's a very slow burn. You gotta be patient with it. It's and not it like it if saying it dragged is like saying <laughs> it's boring, it's never boring. No, it's never boring. It, it it uh what I think I was probably thinking was it's like you're expecting something to happen the whole time. But it doesn't. And it and, doesn't. And then, and then it the does. And the thing that you don't expect happens, and when it happens, it's unexpected. And it's just like, hits you in the side of the face. You know, and then and then while, not only, it's hitting you in the side of the face while you're looking at this beautiful um, cottage <laughs> with this gorgeous furniture mm-hmm. and, you know, this beautiful uh, scenery, you know, and this awful thing is happening. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. Okay, so that's four shows. That's four shows. That's hitting it out of the park, and HBO you know, Max. Oh yeah, and there's they've got so much more stuff coming within this next year. They do. Um, but but the four shows we talked about that you need to see. And by the way, there are podcasts for these. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most of them had podcasts. Um, for uh, see, we talked about uh, Raised by Wolves, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country, Country, The Vow, and and the third day. The third day, yeah, the third day. So okay, so before we leave off, I just want to say this. Okay, you say we're, we're suggesting all these shows just to let you know right off the bat, this is not fun for the whole family. <laughs> yeah, they're not. These are these are adult shows. TVMA. TVMA, <laughs> especially so. like Lovecraft Country. It's got it's got a good amount of sex and nudity in in <laughs> yes, parts. So. I'd, we had to skip over some parts. So if you have that, if you have that, that's a sensibility that you 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 can't handle. Then you know don't don't be watching that. Okay, you can skip over stuff though. You can watch his dark materials with your kids if you want. Just <laughs> you know, I I I like that show. I like it. I mean, I as a Christian, I know I'm not supposed to like it, but <laughs> because of what's going on. Yeah. But but honestly, the stuff that the. the the anti-religion stuff is coming from really awful people in the show. So it's not like the people in the show that are spouting this stuff are good people. They're terrible people. So it's, I feel, because of that, I feel a little okay watching it. Yeah. I found it really entertaining. And the second season is coming next month. Okay. So, All right. Well, um, we recommend those four shows. And go check those podcasts out, too, because they're pretty good and pretty insightful. Um, and the books, you know, mm, go, yeah. read, go read the books because I'm going to be reading them. You know, after read after that, I'm going to be reading that uh, Great. Raised by Wolves stuff. Reading is good. Reading is good. There needs to be more reading. That's right. All right, Richard. Until learn, next time, learn the children. Learn the children. Until <laughs> next time, I'm Roger Colby. I'm Richard Coots. <laughs>